Welcome to the Single Well Podcast. My name is Dr. Mila and I am a family doctor turned wellness transformation coach. I created the Single Well for Christian single women and moms who want to learn how to simply incorporate wellness practices into their daily lives. After having a baby, getting divorced, and years of struggling with weight gain and declining health, I went searching for a natural weight loss solution. But instead, I discovered that true health was found in leveraging my spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, and relational wellness. Listen in to gain the tools and mindset to start developing your own unique wellness strategy. Let's do this. Please note, the information shared on the Single Well Podcast is meant for informational purposes only and is not meant to replace the advice of your personal physician or healthcare practitioner. Please consult your personal medical professional before embarking on or implementing anything discussed on the podcast. Listening to Pivot and Bloom, where you will be empowered to change your mindset, flourish in your body, and fully engage in your own wellness revolution. I am your host, Camila Marie MD. The content shared in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Be sure to always consult with your physician on any and all of your personal health matters. Thank you so much for joining me on this first episode of Pivot and Bloom. This has been such a journey. I've been planning to start a podcast for years, multiple different ideas over the years, worried about all kinds of sorts of things that people worry about when you have to speak publicly and especially to record and do all kinds of technological things. But I'm really excited to bring this content to you guys. I have made a lot of changes in my lifestyle and my health and my wellness, and I'll talk more about that in the future episodes, but really wanted to bring all of the stuff I've learned to to you, to other people, to help educate other people. I have a background in medicine, but that background has given me a strong foundation in learning the human body and learning how it works so intricately to keep itself in function. And even when it's in dysfunction, it is working to achieve a balance. And I think that's really the the epitome of health and wellness is what our body does to keep itself in line, to keep itself functioning as it should. But I couldn't start this podcast without speaking to the things going on in our world right now, without addressing or discussing all of the various changes we see. You know, when you start a podcast called Pivot and Bloom, the idea is there's this change that we make, and it might be a small change or a big change, that results in a transformation of sorts. It might be the start of a transformation or a full transformation, but essentially those small changes add up and we become different. Perhaps we're still the person that we are, but we, we become different in some way that's tangible, that people around us notice, that allows us to do more and help more people 
in a lot of ways. My goal is to help you see those changes you can make, more from a standpoint of health and wellness, but kind of helping you to see how things can be better and the control you have in making things better for yourself. Right now we're facing a pandemic. Um, and when you say pandemic, it's become synonymous with coronavirus or COVID-19 infection. It, it can affect anyone at any time. It can be very, very mild in how it affects people. It can be there and not be known to be there. So you can be asymptomatic or it can be robust and, and life-threatening and deadly even. And we've seen that. We've seen that play out in the media. We've seen that play out on the social networks, the social media. We see all these stories of people that have had their lives absolutely changed by this pandemic. However, we also have embarked upon a huge transformation. I see it as a transformation in our world in regards to racism. With the murder of George Floyd a few weeks ago came this awakening. Everybody sees racism in a different way, and, and some people kind of try to minimize it, and some people try to maximize it, and there's all these different ways that we deal with it. But in that moment, we couldn't deny it. We see it. It's there. It's on video. It's being shared everywhere. It is obvious that it's a problem. Nobody can deny that that is a problem when you see it blatantly like that. And we can share opinions on what the officer was thinking and what George was thinking and what was going on, but really there's not much dispute on what happened there. And it was, it was murder. It was callous. It was heart-wrenching. And it's one of those things that really brings things to the surface. So as physicians, we see wounds, infections, and this to me was really festering below the surface. It was more like an abscess, more like an infection there that was there, but it was easy to for some people to kind of just not see it. And, and this caused us to have to see it. So you have that. So in our minds, these things are separate. They're, you know, you have this infection, but then you also have this pivotal moment in time and you think, well, they're both going on, right? They're both going on. We've got to address both of them. But as a physician, you know, we see this as somewhat of a syndemic. And that's where that term comes from. I, I heard someone speaking on this a few weeks ago and it really stuck out to me. A syndemic is a cluster of health conditions that cause problems in a certain population or person. You know, you can look at it in a bunch of different ways, but essentially it's a cluster of problems. It's things, you know, you have this pandemic that is going on and everybody ha has their own ways they have to deal with that or work in that or, or so forth. But then you have the pandemic of racism. And a pandemic can really be, you know, we think of, when I think of a pandemic, I think of a worldwide problem. And it really is. It really is. But in America, we know how deep-seated racism is here. We know that there's things in place that just are, shouldn't be, and, and there's ideas, and it's a heart problem, but it's also a system problem. And so we have these two things that kind of combined and, and are showing us our deficits and our problems in a way that we've really never had to truly look at them before. On top of that, and kind of in step with that, is that COVID-19 tends to cause more severe illness in those with chronic health conditions. So you see all of these chronic diseases. You see hypertension and diabetes and autoimmune disease and obesity and all these things. COVID-19 seems to be worse in those people, people who have those things, people who suffer from those conditions tend to have their body has a harder problem, I should say, dealing with the effects of those of COVID-19 as a result of their underlying conditions. 
And therefore that became kind of a buzzword. Chronic disease is causing people to have more trouble with COVID. So if you don't have those chronic diseases, you should be fine, but that's not always the case either. And so we're kind of stuck with these different things going on at the same time that seem somewhat unrelated, but really are very intimately related. So when we think of, when I think of that, I think of people that have had to deal with those chronic diseases, people that have had more of those chronic disease and the effects of them than other people. So if you have two people that have the same chronic disease and they are coming from a different background, coming from a different socioeconomic status, coming from a different environment, their bodies and the factors in their lives may affect how that that problem affects them. They may just have to take a pill and they go on with their life. Whereas that other person may have to change the whole way they do everything because they have to pay for that pill and they have to get to work to pay for that pill and they have to find ways to deal with the side effects of that pill and so forth and so on. And it's not to say that both of those people wouldn't have some of those issues, but when you put that in the mix of systemic injustices and all of these things, then healthcare is one of those things that stands out. Healthcare is something that we all need. We all need to be able to make ourselves well or to be well, to be able to be effective people. And when you have things in place that cause, such as racism, to cause a difference in how we are, we even live, it changes everything. It makes everything significantly harder. It makes everything more of a challenge. And so I think of it this way. You have two people, you have two runners, and they're starting a race, and they're going to start at the same spot. They're going to take off running, and then we're going to see who wins. But let's say you, you're going to have the one person run, but the other person's going, to run with hurdles. So you have hurdles set up every couple feet for that person. The other one has minimal to no hurdles, but this person has a hurdle every few feet that they're running. As you can imagine, at the end of that race, if the person jumping the hurdles even makes it to the end of the race, they have some maybe fallen and tripped and they've had to get up and keep moving. And the other person just keeps going straight. And they might have a hurdle here or there, but it's nothing like those constant hurdles that this other person has to endure. And so you get to a point, if they catch up, if they're neck and neck, that other person has spent so much energy getting there that they're tired and they're run down and their body is beat up and they just have all of these things going on. Whereas the other person has the typical life things, you know, the typical injuries and, and things, but they don't have those additional hurdles that create more problems. And so they both walk off, you know, they don't get there at the same time. There's almost no way to get there, get to the finish line at the same time. And so let's say they both get there and the person that had minimal hurdles just kind of walks off, is able to just, you know, keep moving on with their life. They go do what they're going to do. They might have some aches and pains, but they're okay. But this other person has literally been through war. They're, they've fallen and they've gotten up and they've continued running with, with injuries from those falls and from those hurdles they've had to jump. And they're just tired and they know they have to make it because they still got to live their life. But now they've got even more disadvantages. And so that's how I look at the inequity in multiple systems in our world, the, the challenges that Black and people of color face all the time, just based on their their appearance and, and where they come from. But when you put all of these things together, we have a big problem, right? So we have someone, that person that has all those hurdles, as you can probably guess, is a, is a Black person or a person of color. And now that they, they are running the race, but they're running the race with a whole lot of challenges, and they're trying to get to the same place as that person that has minimal hurdles, the white person. And this is a very simplified version of, of it, but it really helps me to see and help, it should help other people to see kind of what 
problems that would pose. And so now this person is is over the race and they've got an ankle injury and they have a head injury because they took a pretty bad spill and you know, they've got the embarrassment of falling and all of these things affect their overall wellness. So when you look at wellness, you have financial, spiritual, emotional, physical, relational aspects of wellness, and there's others, but those are the the main ones that I usually focus on. All of those things are affected by those hurdles. All of those things are affected by running the race at a disadvantage. All of those aspects are harder and harder to achieve. And so we have to look at that and we have to look at this whole thing and figure out how we can move forward. What can we do to fix that inequity, to have it so that everybody is running the race with their given challenges? Because we all, we're not meant to not have challenges. That's not what I'm saying at all. But with, with the challenge that we're given, how can we help each other? How can we help ourselves? How can we help the world to, to face life in a way that is equitable? Where everybody can have those things where we can run our own race, we can walk our own path with less challenges, with less things set up to make us fail. What are the things we can do? So I think of that externally. I think of fixing the systemic injustices that are in place. I think of finding a way to improve our laws and improve our police department so that there's more of a heart change, but also a systemic change there where we work on those and we identify those that have severe biases and try to fix that or changing the laws and the rules and the training so that there's not these deaths, you know, where it's not okay to do that. It's not okay to, to take a life I'd have it not be dealt with. You know, all of those things, how can we, we think of all these things, and there's hundreds, thousands of different ways to look at this. And a lot of those are external, but what can we do internally? What can we do internally to to help in whatever way we can use our gifts to help improve our world and our country and our system and to help each other and to be a neighbor and so forth? How can we, what can we do internally? And I think of that in multiple ways. I think we need to address our own biases. I think that we all have biases. I think we know we all have biases. And I think we, we have a way of making certain biases good and certain biases is bad. Certain biases are okay and certain biases are not. And I think we need to get away from that. We need to identify those biases, those things that make you, you look at someone and it makes you think they're this, 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 and this before they ever speak a word. We need to start really being open to each other, really speaking with each other, really being present for each other in such a way that we can minimize those things. Because biases are deep-seated. And so I'm not saying that we're going to all be able to get rid of our biases tomorrow and we'll live happily ever after. But what I am saying is that we need to examine that. We need to look at those things in our hearts that cause us to approach people in a certain way. It's a concept. It's a learning how to do life differently so that we can get rid of those things because it changes how we do things. It changes how we interact. It changes how we do our jobs and how we display our gifts. And so we need to start there. But I think we also need to look at what work we can do in ourselves, in the way that we treat our bodies, in the way that we, we treat our finances, in the way that we connect spiritually, in the way that we relate to one another. How can we change us to affect change on the world? So my goal is to be that voice that is a champion for you to know your body, but also to know how to help your body be the best it can be. Help your body and your mind be the best they can be. Help you to find those things that you as an individual need to work on to be your best self so that you can go out and help others and use your gifts to lift others up and to make our world better 
better overall. Because if we all can do that, our world would have no choice but to be a much better place. If we're all coming from a place of healing and working within ourselves, our world would have to be better. So my angle is not to blame the victim, so to speak. A lot of times people speak on these initiatives or when you hear people start to say, you know, you need to take care of yourself. You know, you need to take care of you to be able to take care of other people. We kind of see that as just being selfish, as being self-centered. And in some ways it can be because just like anything else, if you if your focus is on your wellness and, and your individual self-care and you don't care about anyone else or you don't take care of anyone else or you're not there for your friends and family and kids and all of those things, then yes, it, it, that's an extreme. We need you to make yourself a priority so that you can give more. When you have enough, when you fill yourself up, you have more to give others. You overflow with what to give others. It doesn't mean that your cup's no longer full. It just means you have extra to give. And so I think our impetus, my challenge to you is to really start looking at that. Think about how you would like to see your life. And we don't want to tie that to an external factor. We want to tie that to something internal. What do you need to work on to get yourself, improve yourself in such a way that you can have your cup full, that you can give more and you can be more to other people? What are those things for you? And so that's the goal of this podcast. I really want this podcast to be a source of ideas and concepts and things you might have never thought of. Also education and and knowing how your body functions and why and the connection between the mind and the body and, and all of those things. There's an endless supply of things to talk about here, but wanting you to change your mindset to see how you can affect change in your body and therefore affect change in the world. How feeling better and thriving and really living life to its fullest can help you to live out your purpose, can help you to be an example to other people, to be a light to other people. I want you to start thinking about what that would look like, what that would feel like to to be in the physical and emotional and mental and spiritual and financial place that you are able to freely give. So Pivot and Bloom will be coming to a podcast site near you. Um, I'm just starting this out. Um, I don't know entirely how it will look and how it will pan out. I'm kind of playing it by ear, but I also have some plans for some interviews and for uh, a lot of education, um, but also some personal stories that will hopefully resonate with people in different ways. We never know how we're going to touch each individual person. My goal is for this to spread like wildfire, for people to really embrace taking care of themselves in order to be a leader, to be an example. You may never do anything else but just change small things in your life that somebody else will see. You may never know that they saw it, but when, when they see you doing those things, they see you caring for yourself, they see you thriving they're like, I want some of that. I want to I wanna do what she or he is doing. I want to be vibrant. And so to get there, there's a lot of work we have to do on ourselves. And so I hope you tune in. I hope that this podcast serves you and gives you some new ideas and, and adjusts your mindset ever so slightly just to start making those changes in your life to be the best you that you can be. This has been Pivot and Bloom with Camila Marie MD. If you loved what you heard in this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever your pods are cast and leave a review on iTunes. Until next time. This has been the Single Well Podcast. 
For more information on what you just heard, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram at The Single Well, or you can email us at thesinglewell at gmail.com.